as Pastor Wayne shared, there's a few more remarks here as we celebrate what God uh, has done and we trust will continue to do uh, in the days ahead. And if you're newer with us, my name is Brian, also one of the pastors here. And um, to that end of uh, celebrating what God has done, there's an old hymn that was actually written just actually just a few years prior to the beginning of this church. Uh, you might be familiar with it. It's called Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And uh, I would sing it for you, uh, but if you were here last week for my sermon singing debut, I will spare you such things again. Uh, but the first line of the first verse of that song is actually the title of the song, and that is, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Essentially communicating to God that wherever your blessings are, whatever you have for us, like turn on the spigot, like let those blessings flow, let the fountain of your blessings come upon us, and we praise you for that. And uh, we recognize that in this weekend we celebrate uh, the fount of blessings and God's faithfulness over 185 years and counting of ministry together. But then there's this uh, other line in the song that uh, might ring a bell if you've sang it before. It's actually the first line of the second verse. And it goes like this. And here I raise my Ebenezer. Like, okay, I'll just be real honest. Um, in my ADD brain, every time I say that word, it just defaults straight to the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future with Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, I just, and frankly, I just haven't had a more suitable brain substitute until I found out what that word actually means. And so to help your mind, as I've helped mine, and then even more importantly, our hearts, as we aim to maybe worship God with that song and that word in particular in the future, let me tell you what that word means. And to discover that, we have to look uh, at God's word in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 7, where in that setting, we find uh, at the time, God's people, the Israelites, are the underdog in a battle up against uh, the bad guys, the Philistines. And they were in a setting where, frankly, they did exactly what God told them not to do that Pastor Wayne talked about. They had moved from dependence on God to independence. And so his hand of blessing is removed for a period of time. And so things are not looking good for the Israelites, but they turn to God. And then these two key words that change everything in the midst of a battle that they're about to lose, but God. But God, arguably the two best words in all of the Bible. It says it this way, but God, actually with a few more words in there. It says, but that day the Lord God, he thundered with a loud thunder against the Philistines and he threw them the, into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. And so the Israelites who were destined for defeat, then, but God, but God gave them the victory. And then in celebration, in recognition of what God has done, kind of like we're trying to do this weekend, it says this. It says, then Samuel, which would have been Israel's primary leader at the time, he took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen, okay? And so this is our stone. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for that. All right. And so he took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen. This would have been where the victory would have taken place. And he named the stone, and here it is, Ebenezer. He named the stone Ebenezer, which literally means stone of help. That's what that word is. When we sing it, we are saying stone of help, a rock of help, saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. 
And so that's what an Ebenezer is, actually. It is a, a visible reminder, a memorial of sorts that points to and celebrates this is what God has done. This is how, quote, God has helped us thus far. And as a monument to look back on as we look forward, saying, and God will do it again. And again, and again, and again. God's faithfulness of the past is the platform for us trusting in faith for his faithfulness in the future. And so as Pastor Wayne pointed out, that's what this weekend's about. It's about celebrating the Ebenezers uh, of our church's story and frankly, your story, my story. When we, don't, when we talk about the church, it's not like someone else. I mean, it's you and me we're talking about here. We're not talking about some other thing. And so as we think about God's faithfulness, the Ebenezers in our life, uh, we look at the ways in which these stones have, have helped, these symbols of what God's done show up. Sometimes Ebenezer's, uh, they show up in the form of, as it says in James chapter one, that God helps us and helps us to persevere when we face trials of many kinds. And there's a joy in that because the Lord is there to help us through it. Sometimes these Ebenezer's, they show up uh, in the form of Psalm 23, where it says that the Lord is our shepherd and he's our shepherd through life's darkest valleys. Or how about 2 Corinthians 12, where it says, uh, talks about life's thorns that cut into our side and pierce our hip that uh, we can hold up, as it says in 2 Corinthians 12, the Ebenezer that, quote, the Lord's grace, in the midst of those difficulties, the Lord's grace is sufficient. The Lord's grace is enough for us. And so sometimes those Ebenezers, they show up in those, those passages, like a verse at just the right time, uh, or maybe a prayer that you prayed, or maybe a prayer that was prayed over you uh, is an Ebenezer, God's faithfulness showing up in just the right space or place in your life. Sometimes they come uh, maybe from a sermon preached or just the right worship song as if like they planned it just for you to be here in that day. Oftentimes, uh, Ebenezer's, they'll show up in the form of a, of a conversation or maybe an event or maybe in an experience. Uh, but I would argue most often, and I think you would agree, that Ebenezer's, God's faithfulness, shows up mostly in people. That God chooses people. He chooses, uh, at times, a particular person for his particular purposes by his power to display his glory of what he wants to do in and through us as his church, as people. Well, 15 years ago, I had the opportunity to meet one of those persons uh, on a morning in the mountains of Northeast Tennessee where uh, my new bride, Jessica, and I uh, resided fresh out of college. Uh, we had the privilege of having um, an IHOP pancake breakfast uh, with some guy that had this strange conglomeration of like an Australian, Canadian, Oklahoma, Illinoisan accent <laughs> that I couldn't quite pinpoint. Uh, who we all call Wayne Kent. And uh, as we sat there uh, across pancakes, um, the language I used coming out of that meeting and I'm still able to stand on 15 years later uh, as to why, um, like when my family and friends ask, you know, we're, we're, my wife and I are from the South, and it's like, well, you know, what, what brought you all to the Midwest? I point to two things that came out of that conversation. Uh, first was the opportunity uh, to learn and grow and be mentored under a pastor who was able to take a church who at the time of that meeting was 170 years old and you know a church of all the tradition and all that goes with that to be able to lead that church and the changes necessary uh, to grow it into the future without 
killing it in the process? I'll tell you, you may or may know, not know, that is, that is no small task, that is no small leadership challenge. And so the opportunity to learn under that, um, I knew and hoped and has proven 15 years later uh, to provide more than any classroom experience fresh out of college uh, could have given me in that. Uh, the second Ebenezer uh, that uh, I felt coming out of that conversation uh, was the sense that this pastor, who also is my boss, uh, was going to care about me and my new family, I could sense beyond just, you could say, our productivity as the church's youth pastor. And I'm thankful to be able to say, 15 years later, uh, that has certainly been proven true. And so that stories and those, those Ebenezers, that really, honestly, that's not so much about me, but just more about the character of who our senior pastor is for all of us. You know, as we've you know, grown over the years, um, and, and this is true of any church, that any pastor in any church, you, we all recognize that no one person can effectively interpersonally minister to every single individual in any church, and that just becomes more true, I guess, with more people. Um, but I'm thankful that even though um, we have a pastor who knows that cognitively and even biblically that he shouldn't be the only person to do this, that he still carries the weight, the struggle, the prayers, the tears, and the desire to serve and to help and to pastor each and every individual in our congregation, even when it's not practically or biblically possible. And so, and I witness, you know, he's the one guy I spend more time with than probably any other, except for the people, you know, those little people and my wife on the front row. He's the guy I spend more time with than any other person on the planet. And I have a front row seat in meeting after meeting where I hear uh, your concerns, your names, your families, your struggles and your opportunities uh, that we know have, uh, that you can know has the attention of the heart and the mind of your senior pastor who, as it says uh, in 1 Peter 5.2, willingly and devotedly serves the flock entrusted to him. Because he is at the end of the day, he is a pastor, and uh, more importantly to us, he is our pastor. He is your pastor. And so, I would invite you to uh, draw your attention to the screens as uh, we celebrate through this little Ebenezer video, uh, the ministry uh, of God's work through his servants, Wayne and Leslie Kent. It's not about attendance, buildings, and cash. It's about us caring for one another, loving one another, encouraging one another, and make certain that we encourage the disheartened, help the weak, and that we pray continually. I consider it a privilege to serve you, and I consider it a real privilege to serve Jesus Christ alongside you. I heard it once said that um, behind every good man is a surprised mother-in-law. 
<laughs> Lori has thought that it was funny every service. <laughs> now, I don't know how true or not true that is of you, Wayne, but um, we do recognize that through the ministry uh, and the goodness that's come out of that uh, with Wayne Kent is an even more amazing Leslie Kent. And so, Leslie, uh, in an effort to honor your role in these last 25 years of ministry with Wayne, uh, the leadership team just yesterday presented her just with a, a little necklace, just a, a gift, a token to just really, hopefully, we would say, serve as an Ebenezer of sorts, uh, that as you look back on this last 25 years of ministry, you would remember God's faithfulness uh, in and through you as well. And to Wayne, Yeah. And then to Wayne, it says in 1 Timothy 5.17, it says that the leaders who direct the affairs of the church well, they are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. And so you may have picked up, as of January 1st, 2019, for 25 years and 40 years total in ministry, Wayne Kent has 1 Timothy 5.17. He has devotedly led us. He has led and directed the affairs of the church, faithfully preaching and teaching the word of God. And so as the elders and the admin team sought to honor uh, your all's 25 years of ministry of 185 years of church together, uh, through a couple of private donors who wanted to, 1 Timothy 5.17, who wanted to honor you in a special way, uh, they chose to fund a week of vacation uh, along with the kids and the grandkids uh, to your old, you know, vacation stomping grinds. Now, probably 20 years since you've done this, uh, Surf City, North Carolina. So they got a place for you there uh, that we look forward to you getting to enjoy here uh, one week this summer. And so with all of that, would you join me one more time in honoring, first, as it says in 1 Timothy 5, uh, Wayne Leslie Kent with a little round of applause. Yeah. We're going to have Wayne and Les come up along with our chairman of the elders, uh, David Toole, uh, where we invite you to join as uh, David leads us in a prayer of thanksgiving uh, for God's work in and through uh, his servants, Wayne and Leslie Kent. Let's pray. Father, we remember. We remember the story of the Israelites. We remember the story of Christ. We remember your faithfulness. Father God, we're thankful for the Ebenezers that are represented by 185 years of First Christian Church and by the congregation here today. Father, we're thankful for Wayne and Leslie and the impact that they've had on this church, this community, and around the world. We pray, God, uh, thanking you for the Ebenezers of the past, but also of the Ebenezers of the future. As the story continues, we would pray and ask that you would richly bless the Kent's ministry here in the past and also as the story continues in the future. We ask this in Jesus' name. And the church said, 
Amen. Well, here in the West Auditorium, we're going to invite you to remain standing in the East. If you're not already, we invite you to stand. And uh, if you're streaming online, your call. As uh, we um, really kind of, you could say, Ebenezer our way into not just today, but into the future as uh, we uh, recognize we are a church of prayer. And so we mean that in a, in a macro sense, but also as shared in, in an interpersonal sense. And so we're going to pray together as a church through this song, Be Thou My Vision, one of the oldest hymns on record, uh, which really is a prayer that whatever God has for us, we want to step into that uh, into 2019 and beyond. And so we're going to pray that as we sing that together, but also if there's something specific that we could be praying with you about uh, in the front of both rooms and there's some conversation opportunity online, uh, we would be honored to pray with you specifically uh, about uh, any need that you have or opportunity in your life. And so uh, we will all pray and sing together uh, as a congregation, as a church, uh, but also uh, we'd be happy to pray with you if we can uh, one-on-one as we do that. And so just sing, be thou my vision as we trust the Lord with our future. <laughs> 